podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and up the toffees. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul and today we have a full house. I'm joined by Andy, Jamie, Jake and Melinda. How's it going guys? You okay? I'm me, you. Yeah, it's uh, Melinda's long awaited return to the Paddock Blues Podcast after the busy summer. How have you been? Hey, I've been good. I've been good. How about you? Yes, sound, you know. Lovely, lovely, jubbly. Good to be back. And Jake, I've uh, uh, got the old ball and chain on you there now, haven't you, mate? You got married uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, mate? Woo! How did that yeah, go? Mate, it was uh, finally happened after what well, feels like forever of planning, but it's over with now. Everton ruined my yeah. wedding day as, as was expected, so. You sound really excited right about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you sound really, really excited about it. Andy, how's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, mate, all good. I was just about recovered from Sunday, not fully recovered. And then uh, we got that bombshell about half an hour ago. So, yeah, mate, yeah. Well, other than Everton stuff, I'm doing well. Thank you, pal. Yeah, and uh, Jamie, I'm not really bothered about you. And uh, you're not really bothered about me, are you? So, it's, no, uh, let's just fucking get on. Okay, with. mate. Uh, <laughs> How, many How dare you okay? speak to Jamie that way? <laughs> That's nerve. It's true, though. It is true. Yeah, yeah you're okay. You're, you're, it's Jamie. You're all right, mate. Yeah. No, I'm all right. Yeah. Move on, will you? Yeah, well, listen, I had, to, like, a, a, I had a few notes of sent these notes and that for this podcast, but before we came online, there's a big story that hits us at the moment, and that is Everton's hopes of improving their financial situation has received a huge hit after MSP Sports Capital withdrew from talks about taking a minority stake in the club. Farah Mashidi signed the fans alternative investment, including resuming talks with Miami-based investment firm Triple Seven Partners. Um, who wants to go first on that one? Andy, I'll come to you. Um, what do you make of that news today? I mean, that's 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 bad, isn't it? Yeah, mate, it's a real um, real punch in the stomach. It, by all accounts, I think I think we'd all pretty much accepted it was going to happen. Twenty five percent coming in. Whilst that's not ideal, I think we'd all much rather see a full takeover. Mashiri and Ken Wright to be well into the rear view mirror. Um, so it's a blow from that sense. Raises questions about funding for the stadium. Um, that's not my biggest concern right now. My, my biggest concern is that a company that has looked at a lot of football clubs, they decided that they were happy with whatever I'm going to ask. They were happy to bid that money. But they've obviously they've gone through the due diligence stage now. Once they've got to that stage, they get to look at our books. They get to look to see... What we've, what our spending's been like in the last few years, they can see what's going to be coming ahead. And after doing all that, they've decided that they're not going to invest in us anymore and walk away from the deal that they would have spent a lot of money, a lot of time looking into. So they wouldn't have done that lightly. So, it, I mean, obviously, without being part of the deals, it makes you feel that either a Machiri wanted far too much control; they weren't going to give MSP the control that they needed to feel like they could make a difference to Everton, and b um, that possibly that the money troubles that we know that we have could be actually worse and deeper than than we currently believe they are. Yeah, Jake, does this reek of Bill Kenwright? Sticking his oar in again to you, or is that just a a stupid way of looking at it? it? It's hard to get away from the fact that Bill Kenwright's still there. So when you seen that news today, what was the first thing that went through your head? 
I was like, <clears throat> I wasn't, it's hard to say, like, I was kind of expecting something like this was going to happen anyway, because after all, it is Everton and we couldn't, we couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery, let alone a, a takeover of a multi-million, supposedly multi-million pound organisation. But yeah, it's just, uh, I don't even know if it's necessarily that Machini wanted too much say in it. Uh, it feels almost like Bill Kenwright wanted too much say in it. And he just didn't want to give up his control. It's it is it is train set and it like what he says goes. And it's yeah. just it's more sort of like the everything rots from the head down, doesn't it? So the club's gonna be rotten until he's gone and it doesn't look like he's gonna any he's gonna be going anytime soon. So the only other thing I can suggest that maybe it is is that he have an idea of what's gonna happen with the FFP um sanctions and they want nothing to do with it in case that does come to the worst is what 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 I've I don't know if you've heard it but it's a possible major points deduction that will ruin, that will obviously ruin us for this season. So obviously well, we're, we're we, trying our best to do that ourselves right now, aren't we? Points deduction <laughs> like we are listen we we'll never we'll never understand we'll never really know the exact reasons why it happens, why it didn't happen, but you're right. It does. It reeks. It just reeks of Bill Kenwright. Yeah. Bill Kenwright not wanting to give up. There's a reason we got Farad Bashiri in the first place, wasn't it? It was. He was the only one willing to keep Bill Kenwright on. And it just sounds like, again, he doesn't want to give up his his seat of power, shall we say? Yeah, Melinda, we you know you've been quite we, last season. We were quite vocal about Bill Kenwright. I know because if you listen back, there's a few funny pods, a few funny rants from you. You know, they were, it was all spot on, like, but it was very passionate. So. When you've seen this news today, it's hard not to think that it's Bill Kenwright, isn't it? Yeah, like uh, that just kind of made me think of something there when Jake was just talking. But I honestly think after what we as a fan base had done last season, if he had walked away at that point, he is going to like <laughs> die at Finch Farm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's never going to leave. Yeah. He's never going to leave. Like, that's the thing. So it completely, 100%, I agree. It reeks of Bill Kenwright. Absolutely. Yeah. Jamie, you know, we've spoken about him all summer, haven't we? We just and I think deep down we've thought he's not going anywhere. And Farah Mashidi is a bit of a maniac, isn't he? And I think that news today to me just crippled me inside today because I just thought we're stuck with this fella. We're actually stuck with him. And I think it's got to the point now with me personally, I think we've got to do our best to get rid of this owner. How you do it, I don't know, but again, just give us your thoughts, mate, because uh, it's scary that today, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not. This is me not defending Bill Kenwright in any way. But what we've got to remember is, Mashiri kept him. He was leaving, and Mashiri told him to stay. Basically, begged him to stay. So he's the problem now. You know, we've got to sort of. If you're going to kill a snake, you chop its head off. So you've 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 got to get rid of Mashiri. Unfortunately, you have. I know he's got this stadium, but even that looks like it's just getting put up every now and then. Um. Listen, I'm already, I've got to be honest, Paul, it's horrible and it's it's a horrible news and stuff like that, but I'm more worried about what's going yeah. on in that, that green pitch, mate, to be honest, yeah. to be honest. Well, we'll get on to that now then if you want to, because it's, it's one of them. We're just in true Bill Kenwright fashion to uh, watch this space with uh, yeah. all this investment in it. Just uh, Bill Kenwright, uh, you're a twat. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, the end. The but, end. Uh, 
Aston Villa. I'll stick with you then, Jamie. I'll just I'll go back on myself when because uh, there's five of us on today, so I'll just go back on myself. Uh, Aston Villa, you know, we uh our heads fell off on that reaction pod, didn't it? So uh, have you had a chance to calm down? Because I know I haven't I haven't calmed down. I uh, yeah, do you just want to just give us your final thoughts on that performance on Sunday, Pete? Um no, I haven't calmed down if I'm honest. I've tried, listen, you, you know, you, you sort of try and take everything in and go, well, there's no positives. You, you, you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, look and go, well, Tanjima was a positive, well, what do you do? It got be 4 now. You know, I just can't get over it, mate. And I'm, I think the thing with me is, I'm terrified of him doing it again. So I think where I could usually forget going, well, you know what, Brandtweet will be in this in this week, he'll be sound. We'll be all right against Bulls, we'll have a better team. I can't guarantee that. So I'm, I'm more wit, I'm more nervous about Saturday because of Sunday, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Melinda, I know you were in Amsterdam on the weekend and you must have uh, got off the plane on Sunday and thought, I know, Everton will cheer me up. <laughs> you know, let's, let, let, let's keep this good weekend going. And you must have watched that in absolute disbelief of what you what you were seeing. Just uh... your emotions going through that game on Sunday. Yeah, well, I like landed at Manchester Airport on the tram, came home, made myself a lovely breakfast from the Women's World Cup final. Shit. And then put on the Everton match. I thought, okay, this will cheer me up. Um, no, that was not the case. Unfortunately, it was really funny because Tiff was still in Amsterdam and she was in a in a bar where the match was actually playing. And she zoomed in on the score and said, are you okay? I said, don't speak to me right <laughs> now. Don't not talk well, to she me. Hasn't got a very, she hasn't got a very good record of watching Everton games. So she <laughs> Tiffany. No, <laughs> all, like, but uh, it, it was just, you know what, you know what, it was one of those moments where the the first like 10 minutes in, I'm saying to myself, and it almost, it almost came from my brain and out my, out my mouth. And I almost said, Oh, we're not doing too bad here. And I thought, Melinda, <laughs> now you've done it. Now you've done it. And then it, it just fucking downhill. Um, yeah, that was embarrassing. Like I honestly, I I I was trying to think of a wor- more worse performance than that, and it's been it's been some time. Um, yeah. yeah, like uh, yeah, Jamie had had summed it up quite quite well there. Actually, I just I don't really even know where we go from here. You know, yeah, we can look at some of the pods, like you said, Dan Juma as well. I you know I don't think um, Garner w- was was very uh, very bad either, but it's just as a whole. I mean, it was just a absolute shit show, it, it, and. I've seen tactical breakdowns um, since, you know, on, on Twitter and stuff like that. And it's watching it back. It's just hurting my soul even more. I can't even go back and, and rewatch any more anything about that match because it's just really is soul destroying. That's a word I've seen quite frequently about it. But um, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jake, we're, two ga- we're, we're two games in and Abner, it just, as Melinda said, it just looks so disjointed and there's just, Looks like a real lack of effort from everybody, and why is this happening two games in, mate? I mean, I know. Listen, I'll apologize. I'm not going to apologize anymore for the tone of these podcasts. We support Everton, and we're absolutely shite. So I don't know what I'd, what people expect us to say, but why two games in? Are the because to me it looks like the down tools already again on another manager again. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it looks like they've never played together before to me sometimes. It looks. I I don't know what the the fuck they're doing training or anything, but if you can't score goals, you've got to be able to defend. We can't defend. We can't score goals. We've got nothing in midfield. Recipe for disaster in it, and 
obviously you, you don't want to sing our players, but you, you, you and Jay both said it on the on the Villa Reaction Pass, uh, podcast. That was just a disaster class by Michael Keane, wasn't it? Oh, mate. Like, look at how he is. Him, man. I've got a whole section planned for Michael Keane. Don't worry. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll treat for old Michael, do we? <laughs> by the way, if you're listening, go and get a cup of tea. Listen, if you're Michael Keane's mum and dad, if you're Michael Keane's mum and dad, say it off now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get some biscuits with that, bro. God. Get a yeah, Nino. It, it, I don't know. Like it, it's almost like they, 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 as I said, they, it looks like they don't. They've never played together before. Like they've never, they've never passed the ball. No, it doesn't look. We can't even, as as Paul said himself on Twitter, he can't even pass the salt across the table, let alone let alone pass the ball. So, listen, something's got to, something's got to change. And obviously, we want to give Dykes time, but if he's ready to fall on his sword by still playing, by continuing to play Michael Keane. By continuing to not make substitutions when we need them, by continuing with like Nathan Patterson, who's had, who's had a who's had a poor couple of games, things like that, he's gonna end up, he's gonna end up falling on his, after having to fall on his own sword. So that's not that's not what we want. But I, I don't know. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you how we change it. It all no. seemed to go wrong the minute Albert Lewin got hit by Martinelli the other day. It looked like there was there was no uh, there was not even a, a plan A point five, let alone a plan B, to even do anything. And... There is not there is not a plan. Yeah, I, don't know I just yeah, I don't get buying these these new players. Obviously, Harrison's injured. Dan Juma, if he's fit enough to if he's fit enough to come off the bench, he's fit enough to start. Yeah, you're Where's not Jamie? You've got to remember, you've got to be Dyke fit. What's the point in being tight fit if you if you're losing games? Run yeah. around all you want. You've got to score goals at the end of the day. Yeah. The, the entire vibe of the whole match just shifted completely. There was a massive dynamic change when Calvert Lewin, you know, got hit initially, wanted to just try and stay on, and then end up coming off like at that point because I think he's such a. We've said this before, like in past pods. He's such a, like he has such a presence when he's on the pitch, doesn't he? He really has that kind of quality about yeah. him. And when he's obviously feeling, oh God, I really probably shouldn't be on the pitch, but I literally am just <laughs> starting my first game in God yeah. knows how long. I can't come off the pitch. I will get absolutely crucified if I come off the pitch. And then he and did. That is kind he of, and he did. He and that's exactly what happened. Because our fans mm-hmm. just don't, don't learn. They don't learn. I think to be fair, and listen, you know, I, God, I'm president of the Calvert-Lewin fan club, me, you know that, but... I think if you're in the away end, Jamie made a good point. If you're in the away end and you see him go down, they don't know his face is it. So in the away end, they've just gone off. Oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. That's, so that's, I'm not that's defending them. They, need, they need a bit more patience than that. But you've probably seen him go down and he thought, oh, another injury, another muscle injury. They haven't seen his face. That's, I think that's what it was anyway. I just I just think afterwards, like the abuse. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's not right, yeah. you know. But I do, yeah. it, it kind of brings me back to like another point I was kind of thinking about why it looked just so disjointed and just like these players had just literally met like five minutes before and going yeah all right sound let's get on the pitch and go they, they like jake said they looked like they didn't even haven't played with each other before it was just so discombobulated i don't even know another word to use for it but i remember reading i'm not sure if it was a post-match interview or a player had said it i can't remember now but they're basically saying that there's this mood or vibe kind of shift in in the changing rooms like in the you know and things like that sort of off the pitch the mentality is still 
broken and it's still not quite the loser mentality the lo- exactly right like and and I do think I mean if you look at the well especially the last four or five years of what our club has been through it has been an absolute roller coaster so sometimes I do kind of forget I have to take a step back and think okay what if that was my place of employment and all the stuff is going on around me it is going to affect you to a certain degree isn't it yeah well Andy I just want to come to you about I, I, I thought that interview after the game with James Tarkovsky was mental. I, I mean, at first I just watched it for what it was, and then I watched it back again, and then I watched it back again. And he's basically alluding to that they give up already. He said, we, we capitulated and our heads went down, and we didn't believe in ourselves. We're two games into the season. Why is that happening now? Why? <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know the answer, I know that, but I'm still going to ask you why. Yeah, I mean... I don't know the answer to why the Reds are going down, but I've not got a problem with Tarkovsky coming out and saying it. I mean, we've seen it for years. If Shavers Coleman comes out and says X isn't good enough, Y isn't good enough, but we need to go again, put it right next week, he's slammed for just yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to go with I like, I, I no. like the interview. Um, so Tarkovsky's come out and said crazy. it. But the, the whole interviews afterwards were, were quite puzzling because, I mean, before and after the game, like... We've seen a lot of, not just Sean Dice, but other people involved with Everton. Like, talking about the game against Fulham as a blueprint. I mean, yeah, we did some things pretty well. Yeah, we were probably unlucky to lose the game. But we lost at home to Fulham 1-0. And we're talking about that before the game and after the game as if, you know, oh, look at those levels we reached. Well, yeah, you might have played some okay stuff and you might have been a bit unlucky. We lost 1-0 at home to Fulham. And we're talking about that as if it's a good thing. Um, the worrying thing for me is... Yeah. Um, like I, I, I said on a pod a couple of weeks ago, I, I do believe Dice is the right man at the right time. I'm not going to change my mind, no matter how shocking the performance that was on uh, on Sunday. But one of the things that does worry me is that one of the things if you, when you play football when you're young is that you're taught to move the ball quickly, pass and move in triangles, and that that's how you can disrupt the opposition, create space to move up the pitch. Now Aston Villa did that three or four passes, and they were in acres. And it's just such basic stuff. Um, it really was shocking. And if you're an owner of a, a football club and you appoint Sean Dyche, the kind of minimum that you expect is that your team is going to be difficult to beat. Now, they ain't going to get any easier to beat than that performance on Sunday. So whilst I'm, I'm not going to change their mind based on that, but we're in a situation now where if we're not scoring goals, we're not being difficult to beat, which is what you would expect from a Sean Dice team. And if we don't get a result on what against Wolves, you're then going into an away game, Saturday lunchtime kickoff against Sheffield United, where if you lose that, you're losing your first four games of the season. Any manager that does that, no matter what level, no matter what club you're at, you're under big pressure. So we're going from a position where a few weeks ago, I don't think anyone, maybe we didn't, some fans didn't think Dice would be the right man to lead us for the next, you know, hopefully where we want to be in three, four years' time. But I think most were content he was the right guy right now. That could soon change. And, you know, the, I came off be, before the Villa game, we're all excited. We might get none to win. He's going to add a different dimension. But whilst, I mean, that looks like that's fallen through anyway now. But watching that game, you think, a Willie Nonto is not going to make any difference here anyway. Like, we're not, going to, we're not going to be able to keep the ball out and get the ball to him for him to make a difference. So the troubles that we have uh, are huge at this moment in time. Yeah. Jake, did you want to come in there, mate? 
just want to say that with Andy saying, obviously, he thinks Sean Dyche is the right man at the right time. Not disagreeing with it, but do you not think that when you're saying they're like the, the simple things, if they're not doing the simple things right, is that not up to him to grab oh, those players by the yeah. scruff of the neck, be shouting at them from the sidelines, yeah. call Tarkovsky over when there's a breaking play and tell him, like, organise your fucking defence. Like, you're you're my man on the pitch. You, you know what I want. Shut shut these channels down. And that just doesn't seem to be happening. And like, yeah, you've got players just drifting through the game, not doing anything, not putting, even putting his foot in the ball. Things like that. Is that not up to Dyke to change in game? Absolutely, lands at Dyke's um, responsibility that game on Sunday. I was just saying because I'd, I'd said a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't. That's what I, I'm not going to change it based on that one performance. You know, we saw we saw him coming against Arsenal, and we saw him took a team that was massively disjointed, and he got uncohesive three or four days. Got him looking like they all knew what each other's role was, trusting each other, and we got a, a really good result. I mean, obviously, it's polar opposite, opposite to what we've got on Sunday. So, like I said, I'm not going to change my mind based on that one performance, but there's a lot more questions that about him than I had, you know, just like I say, just a few weeks ago. Maybe. Yeah, well, you've mentioned the defence a couple of times there, and if anyone's got a drink of water, I'll have a drink of water now because it's Michael Keane time. <laughs> Where do we even start? Melinda, I'll come to you first. You know, oh, if, 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 if he like, uh, if he continues to persist with this lad at the back, this will, like Andy said, I think it's going to cost him his job. Me, I think it's that bad. I think, and it's not his fault. We, you know, all mental health and all that. We, you know, we treat it seriously and all that. It's not his fault. He doesn't pick himself, but he is that bad and he is that calamitous at the back, in my opinion. That if Sean Dice continues to pick him, we're finished. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Me and Jake are having a conversation about this today. Um, I ha- I have a feeling that he's now having an impact on James Tarkovsky as well. And there was a sort of a bit of a domino effect happening there because I it, it was just absolutely abysmal. I just think I just think mentally he he must be draining. And I, and I'm not here to like rip the lot apart because you know what? Like we all we all have problems. We all suffer. But at the end of the day, if you can't do your job, you shouldn't be in the job that you're in if you can't do it point blank and it has been years and years of the same crap and I do not know what Michael Keane has on Sean Dyche it is the million dollar question but what why he played him on Sunday I literally I will never know and if he plays him this weekend I guarantee you the entire fan base will turn on Sean Sean Dyche some of them (laughs) already have but I think most of us will start to be like (laughs) get out (laughs) Yeah. Because this is not acceptable. You can see it clear as day. I've watched breakdowns of the match. Like, it's just an absolute mess. But do you think when Tarkovsky's talking about players' heads going down, he's talking about the lad standing next to him? It was Michael very Keane. possible, isn't it? It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, 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 we'll, yeah. we'll never actually know, I, I don't think. But considering what we have heard in, in the past, you know, it, it would not surprise me. Yeah. But Jamie, we've seen the back end of last season, mate, where we were struggling and we were coming on these pods and we were saying, you've got to take Keane out the team. And he did. And he, listen, we had Yerry Mina in the background there, what we do for Yerry Mina now. But he dropped him. He sort of learned his lesson. You could see he said to himself, I can't keep playing them because we're losing points. And he put Connor Cody and he put Yerry Mina in and we got over the line and eventually. So why is he going back to it? What happened? He doesn't trust him, mate. He doesn't trust the youth. I've, I've got to be honest. 
the more I think about it now, we were very lucky Yeri Mina was still at the club last year. Um, that he had that option to come in and go, well, I've got another option there. He doesn't trust Jared Brentwood, but or Ben Godfrey. But the thing with Sean Dyche is he's got three games with Michael Keane or ten without him. So it's that that's down to him. He can either lose the next three with Michael Keane and be sacked because we'll just all turn against him. I'm sorry, but we will. But he'll get this kid in and we'll give the kid time. We'll go. Yeah, if we get beaten the next 10, then you ask questions of the manager. But if Brantwaite and you go, well, give the kid time, let him settle in, yeah. you're getting another two, three games out of him. So it's saving him. sort of saving him. Listen, Michael Keane is just not a Premier League footballer. I in one. Not anymore. Not anymore. He, he affects a million to spot on. He affects everything around him. That's me. What can affect <laughs> me? I'm an oven and air fucking breakdown. I can't keep my hands still. But. My, you know, Patterson have said it many times. It was brilliant to start last season. He had Connor Cody next to him, talking him through the game. Yeah. He had, you know, Michael Keane, you said it, Paul. Is that worried about making him his own mistakes? He's not. He's only concentrating on his own game. Yeah. He's not I mean, interested in helping him out next to him. No, and he's got... And James Tarkovsky's got to... He's sort of got to do a job as a captain as well. He's got to look at the... As a, as a centre-half partner, he should be able to just go, right, well, you saw that side. I'll sort this side. But as captain, I'll sort the midfield as well. He can't. He's sort of doing everything. And I think that's... He's yeah. getting pulled from pillar to post. And I think that's what I he's doing. I think that's what Melinda was saying. It sort of... It sparked something. Else. He was saying it, it's, it kind of dragged his game to... Yeah, to yeah. Because he's, he's level, worried about next to him, where he didn't have to worry about next yeah. to him. Where he could just go, right, I'll worry about my job and I don't have to worry about covering him. Um, listen, I've said a lot on Michael Keane on the reaction. I'm not taking it back. I've said on Twitter, <laughs> I'm sick of this sort of yeah. thing now. Where you can't, yeah, you can't criticise footballers. And I've never criticised a man. The man's a different kettle of fish. I can criticise the footballer though, when he puts that blue shirt on. He's open to anything because yeah, I can praise cool. him as well. The part of being a football fan is you should be able to say when you think a player is for the better with a shite. Melinda, you got something to say? Yeah, yeah, honestly. I know a lot of people Have you got that giving... stat there? Sorry, sorry, before you... you got that stat there, haven't you? Everyone knows your girl loves a good stat. Yeah, go on, go for it. Your go girl's a stat queen. Everyone's like, oh, stats. I'm like, yeah. facts are facts, baby. Anthony, facts are Anthony, facts. Anthony, Anthony loves stats. We'll send this one to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boo, how are you? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I found this very, very interesting. Um, so since joining Everton, the Toffees have shipped four goals or more on 20 occasions. And guess what? Michael Keane has played in 18 of those games. Stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. Minute. And I was just going to go back as well to James Tarkovsky for, for, for a minute, because I know, you know, you had just mentioned Paul about the post-match interview and it being just completely quite bizarre what he was saying. And a lot of people had quite a few things to say about him on Twitter as well. Honestly, now sitting here and talking to all you guys about this, I think his heads fell off a little bit. Yeah. Completely. Like, I think he's like, looked back and been like, what, what part of my French? What the fuck was that? Why is this happening? What, yeah. why, what the hell? That just completely fell apart like a fucking digestive biscuit in a brew. Like that just fell apart completely. What the hell was that? He's probably embarrassed. He's the bloody captain for Christ's sake. Was He was the captain on Sunday, was he not? He's the captain yeah, now. Yeah, until yeah, t- yeah until he's, he's captain, right? So, so it, like he probably is just so embarrassed and thought, I literally do not know. What, I bet you he was doing that interview and probably just blocked out and didn't even know what he was saying. The poor guy. Because I think it's, 
all come down to him and he's thinking, what the hell am I going to say? I, I feel for yeah. him. I do. So have, having that beside you, what kind of support is that? Yeah. Andy, Andy do you think if Jared, I think Jamie touched on it before, but let's say Jared Brentwick comes in now to the team, which is basically what most Evertonians want now. I mean, if we sign to play a young kid from PSV, a young centre-half, we'd expect him to play, wouldn't we? Even if he's 20 years of age. So just because we sent him out on loan, he's had a good season, brought him back, we think we can't play him because he's not ready. I think that's horseshit, me personally. Like, But if he was to play now in the next few games and he was to make mistakes, would we be more forgiven as a fan base than we would if it was Michael Keane? Yeah, 100%. Certainly, you know, you'd certainly forgive him one or two. If he makes anything more than that, just be full of Evertonians on Twitter going, why don't we take 15 million quid for him? But the... The only defence I'll give to Sean Dyson, it's not a strong one, is that obviously he brought Keane back into the team last year when um, kind of he was someone who we knew. He then realised that his confidence was shot. He wasn't the player that he had at Burnley. So fair play to him with Chase. He brought Leader in. And even when he went three to the back, uh, three at the back against Bournemouth, he brought in Cody and not Keane, which I thought was massively telling. I think Sean Dyson obviously knows what he could get out of Michael Keane in the past. Thought if I work with him over the summer, where it was confidence, try and get him back to the levels that he was, you know, the reasons why Everton bought him. Um, and Branthwaite, he came back really late, didn't need to pre season. He only came back a couple of weeks before the first game because so he was away with the under 21s. So he, he probably yeah. thinks, right, I'll give, um, give Keane the first game of the season. He did okay against Fulham. Gives in Sunday, right, it's a disaster class. I mean, he was. His performance was abject, and that would be that's a compliment to him as to how bad he was. So from this point on, he doesn't have an excuse for playing Michael Keane, and I think it's clear he doesn't fancy Godfrey because Godfrey's been there all pre-season. He he wasn't given the nod first game of the season, so I think Bransfield has to start Saturday. Uh, and if he doesn't, then even if even if we kept a clean sheet, there'd still be a lot of questions to be asked as to, to, to why Michael Keane, in my opinion, would be given a third chance since Dyche has returned. Yeah, I do sort of agree with what Jamie said, though, about the Fulham game. And listen, he didn't do anything wrong against Fulham, but I don't think he had anything to do. No, I, no, I absolutely. That, yeah. But if, once Dyche has made that call that he believes that he can work with him over the summer, yeah. getting back to the player he was, you're not going to change your mind in a game where he's done OK, even if he's not had much to do. But if Sunday doesn't change his mind, then, you know, God yeah. God help us and God help your blood pressure, Paul. I'm all OK. I'm, I'm, I'm a calm person. I'm all right. Don't worry about me. But, Jake, I, I've asked this question a couple of pods ago to, to these two lads here. Um, do you think we've been focused on the problem? We, we can't score goals, sorry. And we want wingers. And we want, obviously, we, we I think we scored 38 goals or something all last season, which was the second lowest that we've neglected the centre-half position because if you look at it, Michael Keane, Mason Hoggate, and now, unfortunately, Ben Godfrey are just not fit for purpose. They're not. So, have we neglected that position and do we desperately need another centre-back? Definitely. I think we've... Uh, it's not just a recent thing as well. I think we've really neglected the centre-half position since Jaggy Elkhoff. Like, no, we haven't had a, a commanding centre-half who's just come in and made the position all right. We've had we've had Tarkovsky, but he hasn't had much competition, has he? Really? Like when you your only competition is Michael Keane, who is literally the definition of deer in headlights footballer, or 
Yeah, I mean, who's fit one every seven games if you're lucky? And you're not, you're not gonna. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, but yeah, I think we're, we're too obviously goals win games, but keeping goals out also wins games. So you've got we've we've yet to find that balance where we can, like, listen, I'd be happy if somehow we 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 won the next if we win. 12 games this season or 1 0. Not asked. You, yeah, you, get, you get the same amount of points for winning 1 0 as you do 8 0. So, I'd rather. It'd be nice to win 8 0, though, wouldn't it? It would be, but <laughs> I, I don't even think Everton score, would score 8 in a month if they played yeah. for a month. But it's just, it's one of those things. Like, Everton have neglected a lot of things for the last seven years since Machidi came in. I don't think we'll ever get anything right, but. Listen, we, we could all, at the end of this window, Everton could, I, I highly, highly, highly doubt they will, but they could pull a rabbit out of their arse and get cover for all these positions that we that we need. And then we'll all go on about it. But I, I just don't, I, I don't know anymore. Like, when Michael Keane, who's meant to be a centre-half, is the best finisher we've got. Look at that goal he scored against Fulham. That was wrongly disallowed. That was a, a cool, calm finish. As a centre forwards finish, if you're insisting on playing Michael Keane, why not just put him up top and play someone else at the back? At this point, what what have we got to lose? No, so, no mate. Uh, yeah, Paul, have uh, you got? Have you? Sorry, mate. Sorry, no. I was just because I know we spoke through the weekend. You said before that you were still a bit cheesed off about the uh, the Villa game. Have you got some uh, final sort of thing on you? Just shite, mate. That's uh, that's all I can say, really. And, I'm just so disheartened by it, and listen, I'm 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 fighting this inner voice inside my head that's saying Sean Dice is not good enough. I'm fighting it all week. I can't, I can't get it out of my head. I just, I don't know. I don't know if you could, if anyone can manage this football club in its current state at the moment. I just don't. But yeah. it's the hope that kills us, and we can't give up. And but no, it's just shite. That, that's all I can say about it. Um, shambolic performance. They just gave up. I can't. I can stomach everything getting beat. It still hurts, but. Don't just give up like that. You can you can see it visibly getting drained out of them. Just like we just we can't be asked here, and I can't take that. I just yeah. can't. It hurts. It hurts too much. But Andy, I know we spoke personally, me and you, about uh, midfield. Do you think Everton again is another position they neglected? Someone who can put the foot on the ball, get their heads up, and get us moving forwards. Because I look at Amadou Onana, Abdoulaye Kore, and Adisagana Gay, and they're all supposed to be athletic midfielders and they're just getting completely overrun. They're, they're non-existent in games. I thought that against Fulham and I thought it last week against Villa. That Villa midfield of that John McGinn and I think it was Kamara in the middle just they had one of the days of their lives. It's just it's awful isn't it? Do we need another midfielder as well is what I'm asking. Or is James Garner that midfielder? Um, I think James Garner's certainly got the ability to to move inside and I think that's ultimately his best position and he's certainly got a nice range of passing he's comfortable on the ball um, but I think we need somebody further up the pitch who can make things happen as well someone who we're comfortable giving the ball to knowing that one they'll hold on to it and two use it well because we're playing Decore as the advanced midfielder at the moment he's you know, don't get me wrong he's great for us at the end of last season but he's, he's not particularly cultured Um Deli Ali, I mean, yeah, I'd love it to to be Deli Ali to be that guy, but I mean that's a gamble and a half for a guy who's a not fit right now and B hasn't played his best football in nearly three years. It's 
uh, uh, you know, touch wood, the, the, you know, the guy's in a really good place and that right now, which is great, but that doesn't mean it's going to translate to his footballing ability. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I, I think I think we need another fullback to, because um, Ashley Young can play left and right. Um, so we need another fullback to support them. We need a, a progressive midfielder. We need a winger. We need a striker. And we need a centre back. And we've got, what, <laughs> eight days to do it. So we so need not a whole boys, new team, basically. Yeah. No, sorry, boys and Melinda. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it's a mess, isn't it? We we definitely need more transfers. Don't we? I don't know anyone wants to put put their hands up and we'll just discuss transfers. It's uh, there's just nothing happening, is there? I mean, it's come out today and it said Everton. You know, I've just got to give Southampton. Apparently, this is news that Southampton won a five million pound down payment for Che Adams, and Everton can't even afford that. I mean, what's happened to us? Like, yeah, apparently they're, they're happy with the fifteen million pounds, but they're not happy with the structure. And the structure begins with five million pounds up front. And well, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because is it because we're trying to comply with FFP, or is it because the pot, the, the purse really is empty? And you know, it's uh, it's really concerning. I mean, we'll be able to address it better, won't we? On to, we could do a 2am podcast on the 2nd of September if you want, when the window closes and we'll know more yeah. then, but yeah, it's... It's it's hard for me, though. That's only, it's only 10, o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning in the afternoon for me. Perfect. Me and you, Jake, we're on it, pal. It's no. We'll get on the spice while we're on it. We're probably going to need it, so... Uh, Jamie, it's just... Look, I don't know, I'm just logging on to Twitter thinking Everton will finally wake up and you'll see something, but it just doesn't look like we've got the money or the capabilities to get anyone in, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, but something just clicked in me there when you, when Andy was talking, and I think this is sort of going to go back on what I've just said. But we've been quite unlucky here with injuries. I think yeah. we, if we were to look, if we let's move five weeks into the forward, uh, James Coleman's coming back. You know, we could have a fit Coleman, fit Dwight McNeil, fit Jack Harrison. That changes our team, by the way. Yes. You know, so we've got to look at it like that. We're not. You've got to look at the players that are out. Calvin Newman's got another five weeks of maybe he's at five games. Um, Awobi should be back by then. So you've got to, it's not all doom and gloom. I know sometimes we do think like that, but there is players within that within this club that are just injured, that we're waiting to get back, that'll change the team, that'll go straight into it as well. Yeah. So I think I mean, we, yeah. we can't go overboard. Definitely a centre half. I can't believe you let Cody and Mina go. Should have got at least one of them, but yeah, whatever. Go and get a centre, an experienced centre half, and then go from there. Yeah, I don't really want to touch on the Wilford Nanto stuff because it's just like an absolute car crash of a transfer. I mean, yeah. I just, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to start on that one. I think it's just one of them we're gonna have to forget. But Jake, sorry, me to uh, interrupt you there. You well, no, I just, just, <laughs> just a quick question: Did we hear how long the Wolves out for? I didn't read anything. Well, it, it's gonna be Amsterdam, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. You're looking three to six weeks. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's, it might have been confirmed on Twitter at the moment, but yeah, I don't know about that. But Melinda, let's not forget he plays for Everton. Yeah, just Sorry. looking at you there, and um, it's Damari Gray just sprung into my mind because I know you're a massive fan of Damari Gray. Um, I was saying this the other day to me to me mate. I was saying, you know, I see Mitrovic come on for Fulham and he was sold. I think he was sold a day later. Mm-hmm. Why is this lad been frozen out? And I think we all know it's because they want to sell him. But it just shows you the state of the club, doesn't it? That they have yeah. to leave him out because they're worried about him getting injured because they need money for him. 
He's yeah. comfortably for me still one of our best players. I, I agree, and a lot of people will disagree with me on that. But yeah, everyone on this pod knows that I'm a lover of Damari Gray. Um, I mean, he he can he can be a bit of a frustrating player sometimes, and I think we all agree that it's just lack of consistency with him because when he's on it, he's on it. Like he is fast, he's creative, um, he's he's very skilled. I think he's very skilled. Um, and it's just really, it's just disappointing because I think he has a lot of potential still as a player to grow. And it's just, yeah, I, I even the, towards, you know, in last season as well, he was on the bench and there was no reason why he was on the bench. He wasn't being played. And it was this question too, why, why is he not starting? Like he was one of, he was one of our key players prior that would start and start and start. Um, I've heard people say, you know, he's just, he's just not a Deitch player and, you know, things like that. And, you know, it, He's, he's not getting games ultimately he needs to go and continue his career and progress and I want that for him but I think it's a loss for the club I do yeah. personally I think it, that argument falls down though where you're saying he's not a Dutch player when he's playing James Garner as a right winger it's, it's the, 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 never the, the, in a million not while he's got a hole in his ass is that lad a right winger yeah like you, you, you can you can argue it both ways can't you really so I think if if a player wants to play in, in a team, in a squad, then they will do what they need to do as a player to make it work and, and, and they will and they will adapt. Like that's that's what makes a good player, isn't it? It's not you're just rigid and stuck in certain ways. You have to be able to adapt to certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, wanted to come in? Yeah, just again, um I agree with um pretty much everything Melinda said there on Demar Gray. I think he's hugely underrated in the sense of some of the things that he offers us. Um obviously his end product, his decision making that's where he can let him down at times. But the two years that we've had him, I genuinely, I've not seen many fullbacks since I've been, sorry, wingers since I've been watching Everton that can go past the fullback with the ease that he does. Um, however, he's not had a Calvert-Lewin to hit probably for 80% of the games he's played for us because this is the period where Calvert-Lewin's been injured. So that's taken away an opportunity for him to perhaps maybe, you know, have better options, which could help, you know, would have his stats improved with his output. But I think a big reason why he's going is financial. Because we've only paid 1.7 million for him, we'll probably have paid most of that, if not all of that, off by now. If you can get 15 million pounds for him, and you assess, especially if you sell to Saudi, he'll pay you the money all up front. It all counts as profit on your FFP, which gives yeah. you more spending power than if you say you've signed someone over five years like uh, Anana, but you still owe 95% of that transfer fee. You can only then and then that transfer fee is going to get paid in installments. So it's an immediate sale, or she might get more money for Anana, but in terms of money into the club on the balance sheet, Gray, I think, is the sacrificial lamb in terms of, because we virtually owe nothing out on him, and, to, and then what we can get for him, I think that's a big reason why he's being moved on. Well, isn't that just what I'm trying to say, though? Isn't that just a sign about the state of this football club? That we're, th- Massively. That we're, we're three games in. Um, we we have to leave our biggest. Well, in my opinion, probably one of our biggest attacking talents out because we're scared of them getting injured because we need money. Isn't that just like, isn't that sad? Yeah. Really, when you think about it, it's a shocking way to run any business, isn't it? So it's yeah, it it, it, it really does highlight what a shit show it is, isn't it? Yeah, Jamie, you got your hand up, mate. You want to say something? No, it's with the dramatic thing. I just find it. You just said it there, Paul. Surely does Sean Dice not go to the board and go, I'm playing this kid because he's I've only got one option? Or is he is he stubborn as well and gone, no, nah, you're not playing? 
But if he is, who's that? Our biggest game in the last 20 years was Bournemouth at home, and he started up front. Do you trust the lad? You trust him. You trust him in big moments. You'd, you know, you had Neil Mopay on the bench. You had Ellis Sims at the time. It was our biggest game in the last 20 years, and you put him up front on his own, and we needed a goal. So it's not about trust, I don't think, with Sean Dice. I think it's just... I don't know whether it's stubbornness with him. Does he come back when he's lazy? I think he's a very stubborn manager, me personally. Very too stubborn, in fact, for me. That's what's going to kill him. That's what I'm going to ask. Is that going to kill him? Because you're looking now going, we we need a winger so you can put James Garner into his natural position. You've got one, but you won't play him because you're stubborn. But you will play him in our biggest game in the last 20 years. So what's your situation? I remember reading at the time, Jay, when Sean Dice came in last year when he did like the fitness test and everybody... Like they were shocked at how far off Damari Gray was, which um, don't get me wrong, I never thought he was somebody who was amazing, like yeah, a workaholic yeah. off the ball, but I never found him particularly lazy either. So that was a bit of a shock to me. But if that was the case, then that's going to be a big red flag, isn't it, for, for Dice if he's that far behind? I think Damari Gray is a, a player who, who plays in bursts. Do you know what I mean? He can yeah, do it, look like he's standing player. around doing that, and then it, yeah, explosive based, yeah, spot but on. If you're going to be stubborn. Say. Be stubborn throughout. Don't put him in the big, biggest game in Everton's history in the last 20 years and then completely just freeze him out. Yeah, I don't think stubborn. we're in a position to be leaving players like him out no. in our state. I just You're don't gonna like... do it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, uh, yeah all aboard the if, that was, bank club. if it was obviously with Jay saying there, obviously them leaving and not being left out, can you imagine if it was like Calvert Lewin and Calvert Lewin gets left out? He gets, he gets shit on Twitter, he gets shit off all the fans. The minute he's like, not on that pitch. Why is Damari Gray not getting the same shit? If it is, obviously we don't know whether it's Sean Dyke freezing him out, whether Damari Gray's been the one who's made the decision to say, "I don't want to play." Rumors he wants injured. to stay. There is, there's actual rumors that he. Wants I haven't to heard stay that he said well. he wants I have, to leave. I haven't heard, heard those. But why would he want to leave? Like, well, it looks I like mean, he's going to Saudi Arabia. By the way, it looks like Al Shabab. Al Shabab. Sorry if I'm butchering that name of that football club. Al Shabab. I think the name is. Uh, it I mean, looks like he could be going there. Um, yeah, it's hard to turn down those wages. It probably been a lot more. Just want to go there. he's got he's got young kids. I don't know whether he. I think he's based in Birmingham anyway. Would he want to go over there? He, he tried Germany. He didn't like it. So that's what I mean. It's like is it Sean Dyke freezing him out and that's forcing him to look for the move? Or I think it's what Andy said. They need the money. They? Yeah, they need the money. Don't I mean, it would be hard, hard to say otherwise. But just from a from a footballing point of view. I'm just wondering, as as he realised that Sean Dyche isn't going to play him, he doesn't like him. He's not the kind of player that Sean Dyche likes to play for whatever reason. So obviously, everyone can see we're slow, we're laborious, we've got nothing going forward. So Manny Gray offers you a lot going forward. He can run yeah. between lines, he can pull defenders away, give other, pe- other people space. I think he's got a world like, in him as well, and he makes got a world and, in yeah. Even someone like Maybe. Mope could could benefit from him because he is pulling the defence away, giving him that little bit more space. Not saying Mope would it would it hit the target. I don't think he, he could hit a cow's ass. But it's a, it's just an extra option, isn't it? Like we need we need all the options we can get right now, and we're just we're throwing them all away. Paul said it before. It's assets stripping. If he's on fifty grand a week at Everton, though fifty percent tax rate, he's taking only twenty five grand a week. Not terrible, and not not knocking it. But if he can go to Saudi Arabia and get 175 grand a week tax free, 150 grand a week pay rise, it's, you know, for, do you want a relegation scrap if you want to go and leave and you'll be treated like an absolute king over there and earn an extra 150 grand a week? 
yeah, mate, I, I can see why his head would be turned by that, to be honest. Yeah. If there's That's anyone listening yeah. from Al Shabab, by the way, he's the second coming of Maradona. <laughs> so get your hand in your in your pocket. We've got a big following Al Shabab. Paul was telling me before he went through the viewing oh, and yeah. all the listening figures from last week and booming in <laughs> Al Shabab, mate. Yeah. So we'll move on to Saturday then. Um another game at Goodison. We need to win, don't we? Um is Sean Dice under pressure? I mean, it's a must win for me. I think we're at the six point stage already. Uh, Melinda, I can see you're not near that, so I'll come to you first. Do we need to win? Is this this is massive in it already? This is this is the position this club will put us in that we're three games in and we need to win. We've got to win, in my it's... opinion. People say, "Oh, it's too early for that," but I think it's. I don't think it is. And listen, I'm one of them people anyway. You know, I'll I can go from north to a thousand in, in a second anyway. But I think we need to win. Yeah, literally, that was the first thought that popped into my head when that final whistle blew on Sunday I was like Saturday next Saturday is a must win it's a must win like after that if we lose badly at home again that is going to be an absolute like I'm not kidding it's there's gonna be like riots or something because we have had I mean I thought last season we had had enough but this is like a whole now it's almost like I know we were angry, but this is a whole other level now of anger. It's just like, how have we gotten ourselves and dragged their asses over the line a second time just to have that performance thrown in our face? Are you actually kidding me? It's just, it's so disrespectful to the fans. And it's just, they need, they need to come back and they need to at least show some kind of, no, not even some kind, all of the effort. If I don't see any effort on that pitch, that it's it's gonna be it's game, gonna be game over. Like so, it for me, yes, it absolutely is. It's like a bloody cup final. Like this is this is an absolute win for me. And I know it's it, I sound ridiculous. It's the third game of the season, but we need to set the tone now. I'm sorry, we we have to like because if we start to slip even further, we're gonna be the first team that's bloody gone. Like we we, we need it's no we we to me we have to win. Yeah, I can hear the despair in your voice as well. That's basically how I'm feeling. It's like you can't get your head around that we're here in this position already. It's just the, like the thing is, everyone knows September. that I'm the positive one. I'm always a positive one, and, <laughs> and literally, I, I, and I I now I'm me. just it's just I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and I'll I'm like, back, yeah. oh my god, it's the hope that kills you. Seriously, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, fuck this shit. But it's just seriously, like we we will never not we will never give up on them we've all established that before as much as it is tiring and frustrating and and it's just literal insanity the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing over and over and over again expecting a different result every time and that's literally Everton Football Club and but here we are week in week out we will never stop giving up we will never let this club go down without a fight the, the bloody Titanic but it's just like you know it's it's just one of those things where they have to do their their part too. Like I, I put a tweet out, you know, after the match on Sunday and I said like, to me, this is a must win. And I basically put how we're going to do that. Great question. I don't know, but I'm sick of it being my goddamn job to figure out how we're going to win that game. It's theirs. <laughs> Pull your balls out your back pocket and do your job and yeah. win the goddamn match. You're at home. You've got the crowd behind you. Do your job. That's it. Then. If they start Michael Keane and Neil Morpé, they're gonna yeah. and they don't start well. They're not gonna have the crowd behind them for very long. No, we're not. And that's that gonna come on. Yeah, I was to come on to that. I was gonna say, I think somebody made a great point on Twitter, and he said, you know, three p.m. kick off, which is obviously important. But I think two p.m. on Saturday is huge. 
is absolutely huge because Jamie, me and you went to the Fulham game and we were on our way to the stadium and you got the team news out and me and you just went, fucking hell, should we just go home? We're obviously never going to go home. We no. were like, this is just, it, the whole place went flat. I said, I got into my dad. My dad was already in the seat. He said, have you got the team? I went, yeah. He went, fucking hell, I should have went out and got pissed instead. So it's just like, that. it's important, isn't it? I mean, it's like Andy said, if, if we, this me personally, if I see Neil Morpe and Michael Keane on that team sheet, uh, my head's going to fall off completely. Yeah, it's yeah, important, isn't it? He's got to get it right. Has to. He has to listen to us, even just a little bit. Listen, it's him. His head that's on the chopping block, but he's got to listen to the fans here now. Surely, he's got to listen to the fans, and I think he's also got to listen to the media. He's he's got to listen to because listen, we've had media journalists come out and basically tell say Michael Keane's not good enough. If everyone can see it by him, he's in trouble as the Everton manager. Um, so this is. This is a massive game for Sean Dice. It's a massive game for Everton Football Club because you start becoming the whipping boy of the Premier League. You start becoming the team that everyone wants to play. Play Sheffield United will love playing against Everton if we don't beat Wolves. If we beat Wolves, it's more of a, right, these are going to get a little bit of a momentum now. You give them something to think about. James Tolkowski said in an interview, which I think he'll die by, these got battered last week and now they've just done that. So there's no reason we can't do it. You've said yeah. it now. You've yeah, said it. Right. It'd be all right if they were playing against Everton. <laughs> yeah, well, he it's said it though. You, yeah, yeah, you've said it on an interview. You've said it on Sky that there's no reason we can't do it. They won't yeah. do it. You've said it now. There's no reason for you. you as captain, have said there's no reason we can't do it. Go and prove it. Did mate. you um, did you watch the highlights of the Brighton Wolves game? No, no. Because I know, obviously. Wolves have taken a bit of a, a, a battering against Brighton. Obviously, good display against Man United. They go to Brighton, you look at that score and you think, well, perhaps maybe United were just really awful. They actually created a lot of chances again against Brighton and didn't take them again. And then Brighton punished them. They, they went bang, bang, bang at the start of the second half. But watching it, the heads didn't seem to go down. I mean, they ended up getting a player sent off because they were still fighting for everything at 4 nil down, the complete opposite yeah. to what we did. So I'm not, whilst I'm not expecting a Wolves team that are going to be coming over like limping with their heads down. I think, I think they're going to yeah. they're going to come to Everton wanting to put, you know, to put right what went wrong last weekend. And whilst we both essentially got battered, they got battered with a bit more class than, or a lot more class than we did because w- w- our heads went at one nil. They were still fighting at four nil. So, yeah. It, that, Andy, that's yeah. Really I, I, yeah. Sorry, oh, and Gary O'Neill be made up playing Everton, by the way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He'd be like, he, yeah, he can pick us. Yeah, he'd be saying to these throughout the week, go and beat these. All their yeah. fans would be doing all that. We're going to beat these. There's no problem. They, yeah, we I'll, are I'll, the best club to play right now, fools. I'll, I'll give credit to Paul for that. Paul said that when we did uh, when we did a pod a week before the season started, he said, if I could, if I was a manager of any other team, I'd handpick Everton now. And... I was like, nah, come on, Paul. You're just, you're just feeling down from last season. It's a fresh start. Just being Let's Paul. Go. But, <laughs> no, mate, but yeah, yeah you, you were spot on. And yeah, um, Gary O'Neill, he's like, look, I mean, he brought his Bournemouth team <laughs> to Goodison and they put up, they put up a, a real fight, you know, for a team that had done a brilliant job. They were already safe. They had nothing yeah. nothing to play for that game. They were throwing centre, like both their centre halves up trying to get an equaliser at the 88th minute. You know, the, the lad's a winner. So, um, whilst I don't like him, you know, he's uh, 
yeah, it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to fight on Saturday if they want to get anything from that game. Yeah, Jake, they're going to fancy it, aren't they? I, 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 that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, if they want to turn it round, they'll say Everton, the fans are all, the fans are in the mud. First five minutes of the team and everything, just just quiet in the crowd. And I just think Wolves will have the pace to, and I'm not saying we're going to get beat, by the way, but I think they've got the pace to, to cause us all kinds of trouble. They'll fancy it, won't they? And on Saturday, basically, just talk us through what you think of the Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, we've, ne- we've never been good at, at beating teams that need to be beaten. Teams have come to Goodison for far too long, haven't won a game in forever. They've had strikers who haven't scored for 200, 200 games, whatever. Guaranteed to come in and score against them, and it's always been the way. And, and right now, obviously, we're, we're up sheer creek without a battle, aren't we? So, uh, Gary O'Neill will just he'll have them right up for it. Like everyone's expecting, everyone was expecting them to limp, to limp and just roll over and die pretty much every game. As Andy said, they might, they all right. It was, it was uh, a nothing goal. It was a meaningless goal. They still scored against Brighton. They still put up a fight. They still managed to score a goal. We couldn't even do that. We, we I think we, we had one, two shots on target. We've had. Everyone's going on. Oh, Evan have really had high expected goals. Expected goals mean nothing. Goals mean something. Not expected goals. So it's like, why why wouldn't you want to face Everton right now? Why wouldn't you want to come on tennis over and just put put the boots on? We've never been ones to turn teams over, put our boots on the throat, and and kill them off. We're there. We're there to be killed off this week. If wolves come, if wolves come in, turn us over. We come in. We, there's no effort from the team. There's nothing. Those fans aren't got those. You, the fans are gone. The fans won't do it again. As much as we all say we will, I just don't think we will. We're, we're sick of it. I, we're sick. I think we will, mate. I think we have to. There's just got no choice, unfortunately. It's, it's one of them. But I understand where you're coming from. But I just think it's it's just one of them where you will because we're all daft and it's just yeah. in our DNA. And we can't help ourselves. But I understand what you're saying. But Melinda, bottom of the league. No goal scored. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> but seriously, um, <laughs> how long? Listen, I'm going to ask you the difficult question because you are the positive one. Say we lose Saturday, please, God, no. How long before, I know we mentioned it earlier, do we start looking at this manager and saying, this is not going to work? But that's a bad start because if you could unpick teams out of a hat, you'd say, Fulham at home, yeah, okay. And then you go, Wolves at home, okay, we'll have that. We'll get maximum points there. Sheffield United away. Into Sheffield United away, and we've got Doncaster in the cup next week, and we've got no points. Talk me through yeah. what happens. I think I, I I do suspect that majority of the fans. I mean, even well, the board. I'm going to mention the board because they their heads are up their asses. But um, I, I I I do think that it will then be a question of the manager or the managerial style or what's going on. Absolutely, because. These are these are games we should be winning. You know, like the the next the next couple of fixtures we have, we we should be winning these games. Um, as much as you know, it's you, like you just said, Paul. We will because we're absolutely daft, and of course, no matter what happens, we we will continue to fight like hell to drag them over the line. Hopefully, it will not be for a third time. Um, but it's going to be difficult. It, it is, and I I suspect it's going to be the same song and dance of last season as fans even started turning against each other as well 
You know, it's, it's, I remember somebody did say before the season even started, I don't know who it was on Twitter, but they suspected it would be an, another ugly season. And unfortunately I, I do suspect that that's exactly we're heading into a bit of a dark tunnel, whether that light is a little bit closer towards the end of the tunnel or it's quite far away. I don't know yet, but I do definitely suspect that this game on Saturday will determine the tone for the next little while. 100%. Yeah. And listen, if anyone's listening, I'm not saying let's sack Sean Dyche after four or five games. That's not what I'm saying. I was accused today on Twitter or X or whatever it's called of people making people hysteric by saying, you know, the questions are coming about Sean Dyche, but it's football. It's one, it's the most fickle sport in the world. The questions will start to be asked. I'm having conversations with me, with me mates and stuff on WhatsApp and speaking to me mates and work and the people are saying, I'm not sure about him, you know, and that's just the conversations that, and it'll just start becoming more frequent. And I just think, the way we lost on Sunday is just really concerning. And that's why I think the questions are coming. But Andy, got your hand up, mate. Yeah, just uh, touching on what Jake and Melinda said, and I, I think it's going to be kind of like a merge of the two if this carries on. And what I mean by that is the fans aren't going to like give up on the team. But in terms of, like Melinda was saying, we've dragged them over the line for the last two seasons. Two seasons ago, we started with Benitez. We actually started the season pretty well. We actually got good points on the boards, um, and then obviously it unraveled. Lampard came in. Lampard's obviously bought into Everton Football Club. He bought into Evertonian, so we were all happy with that. Convinced ourselves over the summer he was the right man. Then we started last season. I think did we get three draws out of our first four. We lost one 0 to Chelsea, but we didn't have a striker. Then we got another point, good result in the derby, and then we won a couple of games against West Ham, Southampton. So we had an, another positive start. And then, obviously, it unraveled. Sean Dice comes in. We then, obviously, the fans pull him over the line. At this moment in time, we're no points from two. We've got two massive games coming up. If we're zero points or one point from these opening four games, like, you know, as great as it is creating an atmosphere uh, as we did from February onwards, it's not going to be enough because it's gonna, we're going we're gonna to be cut adrift in October. So, whilst whilst the fans won't give up it's not going to be a case where they're going to be like right I'm going to part my frustrations with the players the board and I'm just going to get right behind my team as we've done There's, something's going to happen and it's not going to be pretty yeah, I think the fans will give, won't give up on the team but they'll, they'll they'll give up on the club and then that'll just I don't know what's going to happen then but it's just a mess isn't it but Jamie you want to come in there mate yeah I suppose I've got a bit of a mad opinion about that one uh, I think he's got two games left that's um, it's your opinion, and listen, we don't I, need to I think be he's apologetical got... with anything anymore. Just no, and that's not me. I think he's got an uh, owner who's an absolute psychopath. I think he's got an owner who's got who doesn't want Sean Dice at the club. Yeah. He never did. He wanted him. He needed him last year. He doesn't want him. If he had the opportunity, he'd probably have sacked him in the summer. He's got two games under this regime of the of this owner. So you lose the Graham Potter out of a job as well, mate. He, he's right up machine. He's the Yeah, he'll get he'll start looking at all that and he'll Zed will turn. So listen, you've got to remember that it's not just us that'll want him out. Like, I don't listen, I think if you were to sack Sean Dice, you're gonna want you're gonna need a manager like Sean Dice. So you'd be yeah. have to. So it's a bit you're sacking him because you need a Sean Dice to come in and save you. So it's a bit yeah. of a mad one. I just think He's got two games under this under this owner because this owner will go. Nah, I've never wanted him anyway. 
But that's a good yeah. point, Jay. So obviously, I don't think anyone's saying Dice out now, but I think we're all in agreement that a couple of bad results, it's on him. Who's out there? Uh, I, I'm not talking about a Graham Potter, but some, like you say, you're probably going to want somebody of a Dice mold. Who's actually out there that you can think of right now? I can't think of anyone. No, it isn't. No, but I just think he'll just sorry, he'll just shoot himself in the foot though, and it just becomes a point of I'd rather take a chance with someone else than watching you doing the same things over and over again. Like Melinda said, definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again. It's just he's too stubborn. He's got to stop being stubborn for me. It's just there. Uh, I'm actually like I'm I'm watch I'm don't even watch his press conference. This is just me. These are my inner thoughts. I just. I, I don't particularly like him. I'll I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not talking about his management style here, by the way. At him, I don't really particularly warm to him. Now, if he was doing yeah. a great job, I wouldn't be bothered. Just do your job and get on with it. But I just, no, I just, uh, I don't know what I think anymore. It's just a mess, isn't it? Do you think Michael Keane sorted that over the Paul? Do you think Michael Ke- the Michael Keane situation yeah, put a cloud over thing. Dice for you? Oh, 100%. I, I feel like I've got an obsession with this lad. Honestly, I, I really do. I've been banging this drum now for like five years. I cannot understand why he's still at the club. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to give him new contacts and everything. He's just nowhere near the level that you need for this Premier League. People say, well, he's got experience. He's got experience in Everton, nearly going down twice. That's his yeah, experience. And he went down with Burnley. Oh, yeah, he went down with them. People say, oh, he scores important goals. Yeah, well, he fucked up about half an hour before and to put us one nil down in the first place. I don't know. Listen, I could go on all day, me, about Michael Keane, but as I say, if Walter's on obsession in the end, but I do think that team sheet is really important on Saturday. That comes out and that determines the whole mood of Goodison Park, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. let's go on to the actual game then. Uh, is anyone expecting any changes, changing system, changing personnel? Uh, who wants to go first with the team selection? Uh, I will go ahead. Um, I personally think he'll change a couple of things. <coughs> I think he'll my team. Is it what we'll? Is it? I'm doing what I think he'll do. Yeah, what no. I is do. it like? Listen, there's the shouts for like dropping Patterson and putting Garner there, or putting Ashley Young at right back, or maybe pushing Ashley Young into playing as a winger like he used to be for Man United. Um, there's there's lots of things. Brantwaite, just yeah, who, who you want it to be? What goal who you want, want it to be? be. Melinda, you guys still get your tactics board? You know what I do. I do, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good. I want to see that next pop, please, Melinda. I I can never. Can you do me a favor? Has you got it to Sean Dice? Yeah, give it to Sean Dice, yeah. (laughs) I was like, I got this from Paul. He ordered it on Amazon for me. You can have it, though. (laughs) Yeah, I was Um, telling Andy that we had a problem, didn't we? That we were just naming too many players. We couldn't count, could we? I had to like they would literally these lots of piss themselves. I'd be sitting there like like this, counting on my fingers. The amount of people. It was so embarrassing. So got me a tactics board. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, so David, we know we know that Calvert Loon has broken a cheekbone. He's under FA concussion protocol rules, which means yeah. he probably and obviously cheekbone. He could it's still going to be sore of that now, isn't it? Let's be honest, Dean. Yeah, yeah, he won't play. Yeah, but uh, and I think oh, well, we we can basically write him off for the next six weeks as well. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for it, mate. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Pickford, obviously. Uh, Patterson, Keane. I'm only missing. My face. That was uh, That was nearly Jamie's last ever pod. That. That was like uh, no. dagger eyes there. <laughs> it would, 
For me, it'd be um, Patterson, Brandwaite, Tchaikovsky, Young. Then it would be Garner, James Garner. I'm a little accountant. Decore. And then it would be Dan Juma, Neil Mopai, and who have we got there? Who have we got on the left? That's where I'm stuck, Lewis Jamie, Stoppen. honestly. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. I knew, I knew I think I thought, I thought of someone, but I just forgot his name. Yeah, Lewis Dobbin. If Iwobi was fit, I'd have Iwobi instead of... I'd put yeah. Dan Jumas forward and yeah. uh, be on the wing, but we haven't, so he's got to play on the wing. I think that's the only option we have, isn't it, really? Yeah, we've got two wingers. Yeah. Oh, I really want Dwight McNeil to be fit. Who wants to go next? While I frantically frantically change my my team here. Yeah, I I think he's going to change system purely and simply because A, uh, four at the back is not working and B, we don't have any wingers. So I think he's going to go back three. uh, Godfrey, Tarkovsky, Brampway. Wingbacks, Patterson and Young. Middle three, Garner, Anana, James Garner, and obviously the other Garner just again, so that's that three. And then uh, Dan Juma, and I hope it goes Dobbin, but I think it might be more pay. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Give me a sec, I'm just writing my down, but <laughs> I forgot, I see it, it's that bad, I forgot who even plays with us anymore. Uh, I go pick Barry on. Yeah. Bring them all back. Uh, I pick for the goal. Obviously, I go younger right back. Uh, I just I think Patterson needs a, a a little stint out of the team. I go Tarkovsky and Brantwaite in the middle, or as Melinda likes to call him, Beanthwaite. Wait! <laughs> oh, I love good old Beanthwaite, my dude. Uh, Michelangelo on the left. Onana, Ghana, Ghana in the middle. Uh, Decore. Uh, and then I think you'll put Dan Juma, Dobbin, and Mope as a front attacking three. Okay. Melinda, go for it. Yeah, so mine's Have, have, actually... you, got the board? have you got the board in front of you there? You know what? I, I don't. I, I know where it is. I was going <laughs> to go and grab it, but it requires me to like step up into the closet yeah. to grab it but i'll get it next pod um so i was actually thinking to do the same jake that you had suggested so putting young at right back and then bringing michelenko in i don't know how that i don't know how 100 i am on that but i i just think i want to give it a go so that's what i would do as well um i would keep the mid and then the rest basically is what jamie had suggested it was literally so funny because i was like who the fuck do we put on the left like i was sitting here like I do not know. And then I was like, oh my God, yeah, Dobbin. So that would be my team. Okay. Like a hybrid oh. between the two of them. I would go Pickford, obviously. And then I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, names out of it at this point, isn't it? I would go, um, G- so I would go you, you go Pickford, you get the Just Stop Oil kid. The cat yeah. that ran on the pitch. Um, who else we've got? <laughs> well, I'm not frantic that I'm doing my notes here, and I've got James Garner in the team three times. 
<laughs> ah, head's completely gone. <laughs> no, I'd have Pickford, obviously. I'd put James Garner right back. I think Patterson needs to come out. The team needs to come out. That's fair. I'm That's sorry, fair. I just don't. I don't see it. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Tarkovsky, being twice at the back. Mikhailenko comes back in for me. Then I'd go, Garner, Gay, Decore, Onana, keep him in. Just about. I'll go Ashley Young on the wing. And I will go with Lewis Dobbin on the other wing, and I will go with Dan Juma on the front. I cannot have Neil Moore playing the team. He's another one. My anxiety has just gone through the roof with that lad watching him playing for Everton. Can't do it anymore. So, yeah, Dan Juma on the front is not ideal, but that's what I go with up front. Uh, you know what? I will I just be... say on oh. Neil Mope, because I, I mean, I know we all have a lot to say about Neil Mope, but everyone knows I kind of root for. I root the for the guys, don't I? Yeah. I, root for, I, I mean, I try, I try and see the best in people. Not the shite, Jamie. I try and see the best in people. And it just, it sucks because something with him is just not clicking. Like it's not, and it sucks so bad because his work ethic, I do not fault the lad for the way that he is like a, he's like a busy bee on that pitch. Like he, his work ethic is not the issue. It's just, he just can't, he just can't do anything he's supposed to do right. And it sucks. It really yeah. sucks because we we could you we could really use his uh, well what he's supposed to be able to do as a player really right now but it's just it's crap I feel I, I feel just, well there's one for you then there's one for you then and it's just a stubbornness of Sean Dyche again Yusef Chimiti is he at least on the bench on Saturday on yeah, Saturday should be should be he needs to be I think we've got anyone else have we no, yeah. I don't think so no I think Why, what's the point in signing if he's not going to play. He's not ready. That's what they've done. He's not, he's not ready. He's, not, he's 19. He's not ready. Jack Harrison's not he's, ready. If he's not ready, why are we signing him? At this point, we're, we're not, we haven't got the time to have players that aren't ready in the team. I we, we need to. Away is, do we? We don't, it might be two weeks away from being ready. It might be a week away. He might play on Sunday. Saturday. We don't know. Just, it just sucks because it would be... Originally, I had said when you know, we had signed him... But it would be so nice to be able to, you know, ease him into the team and it, you know, how great it would be if Calvert Lewin what was fit. Then, you know, he has come back and he's fit for all brilliant. And now obviously his cheekbone situation, which is really, really just awful. Um, but I think I think this is not ideal times. Like I, I don't I'm really on the fence. Like I don't think we have a choice. I think he needs to just I don't want to throw the kid into in, into a situation where he might fail. It's it's tough, isn't it? But at the same time, it's like well, we've lost Sims is gone now. Um, I don't even we literally have no other options. Like no, we, we don't. We don't. It touches upon what Jay says uh after the after the Fulham game. He said, Well, Neil Morphe's had three great chances. So hmm. he, he was talking about Tom Cannon there and he's missed them all. So what difference would it make if Tom Cannon missed them? And it's the same with this committee lad. If, 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 if it's the Brantwich, it's the Brantwich situation though. If trust if Cannon misses them, you go yeah. come on. Oh, at least he's there. Come on, lads. We, you know we'll give you a bit of leeway. Yeah, yeah. Brantwich makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. If he keeps if he makes four mistakes during the game, you drag him off as well. But you know what I mean, don't you? It, I forgot it, about Tom Cannon though. I it's sort of understandable him. with these kids. You sort of allow it, don't you? But watching Neil Morpe and Michael Keane making the same mistakes every time, it's just my head's gonna fall off. Where was he before? Was it Preston? Preston, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, and I mean, I know it's a completely different caliber and standard of football. I understand that, is but well, it's, it's, why, why can't why can't he get a start? Like, 
Yeah, he 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 got some cracking goals. Like I watched some of his his goals back, and honestly, like it, Jamie, that's that's a great point. I mean, actually, really, a, a game's a game. Like so. I just don't understand why I completely forgot about him. Actually, my head's just stubbornness. It's stubbornness. He's, he's that stubborn we're chasing the game against Fulham. Uh, told the kitchen sink at them, and you've got Tom Cannon sat on the bench, and he leaves him sat there. Oh, man, boggling. It's just, oh, just blowing your mind. It's, it, it, what does my head in is he's not ready. Do you know how you get him ready by playing him? Playing, in football playing matches. him. Yeah. Exactly. If he comes on for twenty minutes, he's twenty minutes ready. He's closer. Yeah. Could not agree more um, with that. I'd, I've been thinking about this one all week. Predictions, do we stop doing them or do you want to carry on doing them? It's your choice <laughs> if you want to do them. If you want to do them, you can. It's up to you. No, listen, I'll just go with the flow. Do you just want to predict the score lines? Are we still doing head and heart? Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. go on, we'll do it then. You can go first. Go on. Me? Yeah. If you want to. Uh, you don't have to. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. You know what? Honestly, okay, so my it's head. Not okay, it's not okay. It's okay, not but okay. it's not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. take Jesus, take the wheel. Um yeah. So, head, head is is honestly telling me I do think it'll be a draw. You know, I think it'll be nil nil. I I I don't think because I mean I watched Wolves actually uh, the last couple of matches and um, they seem to have a bit of they the same issue the that we have. They they can't finish. <laughs> they can't score. I was like, huh? So that when we play them, it's going to be literally just two teams going at it and no one can actually get the ball in the back of yeah. the net. So the greatest nil um, nil in the history of, of football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I my head's telling me it probably will be nil nil. Um, but my heart, I honestly like would love it to be one nil, and I would love. I know you're you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this because it would mean that he'd have to play. But I would love Neil Mopay to get a goal. <laughs> so die, yeah, so die. Honestly, I, I honestly really, would. Really I just think it would do wonders for him as a player, and it would just shut everybody up. And I just, I want that for him. After the abuse that he's received, I just, I just think like that would be, it would just, it would just make, the world would be okay in, in terms of Everton Football Club just for a little while. So just hold on to that joy. But yeah, that's my, that's my head and heart predictions. So nil, nil, one, one, nil. That's what you're going yeah. for. Yeah. Okay. Can't Maybe ask too to much now, can I? Can't ask no. for too much. <laughs> You're not asking for a lot just to have one shot to goal just at the moment. The one, like, I know, right? Belinda's XG there is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MXG. <laughs> G, go for it, mate. Dazzle us. Razzle dazzle. Me head says 1 1. I think we, 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 we might get a, <laughs> we might get a fluky might. one. <laughs> we might. Get a fluky one. Me heart says one nil. Dan Juma. Oh, Dan Juma. Okay. Andy? Uh, Sadly, my head can't see us winning at all, so I'm not even going to offer a head prediction. So I'm going to go in my heart. Come on, mate. (laughs) Honestly, mate. uh, Yeah, like. I, I love you guys. I love all Evertonians, but I'm yeah, I'm just broke at the minute. So um, that's fair. That's fair, mate. Yeah. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil. Tarkovsky is my part. Nice. Okay. Look at this, Jamie. You, Paul. Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Because my head, my head saying, "Get out the fucking bin." 
that's my that's where my head is at the moment in the bin. But uh, <laughs> my head is saying one one. Heart is saying two one. Nice. Big Mickey, oh, no. 95th minute. I'll, I'll, I'll just stick to my predictions that I've done last season. Oh, man, I'll get both of them now. <laughs> 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 I'll go Dan Juma with both goals. I think he'll have a stormer on, on Saturday. Nice, happy days. And you, mate, Jamie? You don't want to know me, head? Um, just don't. That's true in every sense of the word, Jay. Not just no, that's true, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, You don't want to go on here. Um... Oh my god! No, you don't. Here? <laughs> because I, I'm going to be horrible. Yeah, I think we get we head to we get beat. Okay, no, it's not. Listen, no, that's, think, that's fair. It crossed my mind. Uh, I think we're easy. We're, listen, look, well, ask me again at two o'clock. Basically, if we play Michael Keane, we're going to get beat. Simple as that. I agree, mate. Uh, and yeah. Andy Hart says one nil, and it'll be Lewis Topping. Excellent. Oh, what a. What a result that would be. That'd be delicious. Yes, and I was just going through my notes there and I've left something out, but I've left it out on purpose. Just want to finish up with Amadou Onana being abused online, um, racially abused. Um, this is Absolutely just disgusting. This is happening far too frequently now. This is just Agreed. pathetic. Just just leave these players alone and just, just stop. It's just ridiculous and... You just not never as well, by with, the way. With, with the same brush that we're right. all animals and, and the press get off on it as well. They think we're all that's what we're all like. So I mean stop it, it and yeah, go on. The only thing I will say about Evertonians though, it was Evertonian like as soon as it came up, they all called him out. They were all trying to find out who he is. They were all trying to throw him under the bus, like no one was hiding from from the fact. It's an absolute disgrace. As, yeah. as Jay's touched upon like criticize any anyone's performance, don't tag him in it. But you want to you want to talk to your mates. You want to shout them in the stadium. You want to even want to put it on Twitter. Don't tag them in it. Say that you think that they're shite. That's not a problem. That's part and parcel with their job. But targeting anybody with anything personal, yeah, you just it's just you're a ridiculous human being and you're an embarrassment to yourself and anyone you represent, whether it's your work, the football club you follow, your family. Like there's just absolutely zero needs. Um, yeah. There's, it's zero tolerance to that kind of behavior, and it's been that way for a while. I just do not understand how people can still think that behaving that way is acceptable. It's just comp- it's it's just disgusting. Oh, but I, what, it, it, I honestly, I, what what are you trying to accomplish by doing something like that? I honestly do not understand it, and and I don't want to understand it because that's not something that I would ever in a million years dream of doing. As you had rightfully said. The players shit. They're shit. Call them shit. <laughs> like you know, you can criticize them on their playing ability when they're on the pitch. That's totally fine. But anything else is just unacceptable. And it and it's just uh, there's no there's no excuse for it. You can be as angry as you want, but there's no excuse for behavior like that. And it is not welcome. We we yeah. do, we do not claim you as an Evertonian if that's the way you're going to behave. I'm sorry. Yeah, you have you don't no place in this. You don't represent no me or anyone I know support Everton. So absolutely not. Take your support and fuck, fuck off, off, basically. Sorry yeah. for swearing, but fuck off. Piss uh, off. You um, you're you're um, not welcome. You know, they're, they're aware of it as well, these players, obviously, because he's highlighted himself. I mean, Calvert-Loon started to come out again this week, and he, he knows his son's getting a load oh, of abuse just him. for being injured. Just for being injured. Now, I can understand the frustration of someone said, oh, he's always injured him, he's always injured him, but it goes too far, and it is starting to go too far, and the worst we get 
the more of these, these idiots are just popping up everywhere. Just just stop it, please. Pack it in now. Because they want to link it all together. Because, like, my opinion with DCL, I, I think he's someone who desperately wants to play. I, I think Everton have failed him rather than he's failed us. Yeah, see. But I don't mind. But I don't mind him getting booed. I wouldn't do it. I don't think he's got anything to be booed for. But I respect other opinions, other people's opinions. They can express their frustration. His dad's that they're obviously worried about his son. Those fans are worried about their football club that have been slowly and slowly going to the shitter, and it, now it's getting quicker and quicker going to the shitter. So he could obviously he could be upset by that. I don't think it's right. But at the end of the day, that's within the boundaries for me. If you if you're not happy with a footballer, you want to burn. That's up to you. I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's right. But that's it. But that's an acceptable form of letting out your frustration about your football team being shit. What isn't is targeting somebody because of the colour of their skin, their sexuality, just their nationality, yeah. just because they're not they, they've had a bad football game. Yeah. I yeah, just think so. Yeah, with Sorry. the um. The Calvert-Lewin thing, I've been thinking about it this weekend. I was the one that said, I think the fans have booed him because they've been frustrated and they haven't seen his face. Because we, we all seen it on the telly. Yeah. We all went, oh my God, and that's fine. And we all do get frustrated. But what people have got to remember, and Andy, you have the nail on the head, he does want to play football. This is a yeah. lad who was on the brink of going to the World Cup with his country. He was he was on the brink of of doing the biggest thing you can do in football for, for people. So before you get on his back and go, just put yourself in his shoes a moment, whatever job you're in, pity yourself for just about to get to the top and being dragged to the bottom, how, how you must feel. You've got to remember yeah, that. You know, you've got to remember this lad was on the brink of going to the World Cup with England. So how do you think he feels that he can't finish 90 minutes? And when you look at the yeah. state of his face when he came off, the fact he actually managed to play on for another 20, 25 minutes after taking that shows how much he wants to play. Because he got absolutely cleaned out, he's fractured his cheekbone, yeah. his face blew up, and he didn't want to come off. He didn't well, want to listen, let he can't, down. We're not canny, I mean, because if he doesn't go in for that challenge, then everyone calls him a shit house. So yeah, he goes in yeah. and he knows he's going to get hurt, and he's broke his cheekbone. He's hard to carry on. That's an injury that needs ice straight away, and then like a lie down, ice on your face, and he's hard to carry on. And I mean, it's yeah. that's it's even said in the in the comments that it's probably the fittest he's been for years. So we is ready to go, and he's. The lads just got no. If he had, I've said yeah, it, if, he, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd just have no, no luck at all, would he? Let's, let's be honest. But uh, yeah, just one last thing before we go. Um, obviously, this is the first home game since Michael Jones has passed away, sadly. Um, sing your heart out for him. He's a massive Evertonian home and away. And Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's yeah. get the win for him and let's make it a uh, fantastic atmosphere for him if we can. And yeah, everyone, thanks for joining us, Melinda. Jake, great to have well, you back. And yeah. Uh, can't wait to uh, do some more moaning podcasts with you. Uh... Well, hopefully the yeah. next one is a bit more chipper, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's great to be back yeah. with you, lads. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah it's great to have you. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, Thank up, you. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the fucking toffees. Oh. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.